episode 15 of the Madrox the program. Uh, not sure what the title is going to be yet, but I'm sure you'll know it by now if you're hearing this, because it was probably on the cover photo or on the description before you clicked on the podcast. So what the fuck are you bugging me for? Anyway. <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. If you hear any uh, background noise, I do apologize. The new neighbors in the back seem to be cutting more shit on a Sunday when I'm just trying to hear, do a podcast, watch some football, enjoy the last half hour of sunlight we're going to have before it's dark at 4 p.m. <sighs> okay, yeah, I feel better. Um, there's uh, We got Tweedledum and Tweedledumber, two uh, representatives of of this country's fine governmental organizations. Uh, one, I believe, is just a state uh, senator or representative, so he's a state guy, but one is an actual U.S. senator. And they both have said and done some dumb, dumb things. And I'm going to read the stories about them, and I'm going to bash these guys next. Hey, hey you, guess who's got two middle fingers and don't give a fuck? That was an M. Night Shyamalan ding-dong size twist. Mad Rocks! Big Rogum. Welcome to episode 15 of the Mad Rocks The Program. Uh, we're going to discuss these uh, two uh, congressional types. And, and it's funny because one's, I'm pretty sure Tom Cotton's a Republican. He's from Arkansas. He wants more people in prison. Yeah, he's probably a Republican. Uh, and then, of course, Bill Clinton was from Arkansas, and he put a lot of people in prison. So we should wait until I read that. But I'm going to assume Cotton is a Republican, and this dipstick in California... I know is a Democrat, Eric Swallowell. Gun owners, hold on, let me see this. Gun owners from across the country and gun advocates alike locked and loaded their thoughts toward one Democratic rep from California on Friday. Representative, Representative Eric Swallowell, a Democrat, California rolled out his plan to use 15 billion to buy back semi-automatic weapons from Americans. Jesus Christ, he's going to use. Our money to buy back our weapons. Well, not our, but you know, the that's the idea. He's going to use your California uh, tax money to buy back your guns. Yeah. Or does he want to do this for all Americans? $15 billion wouldn't buy all Americans' guns. I don't know. That didn't sit well with the gun-toting social media folks from coast to coast in which Swallowell sniped back, saying the U.S. military is more equipped to take guns than those who are standing pat with their Second Amendment right to bear arms. Yeah, we know that. And so did Afghanistan, and so did Vietnam, and so did Afghanistan when they chased out the Russians in the 80s. All right, go fuck yourself. You gotta, you gotta force 
this government to use that power against you. Force them. Don't just say, oh, yeah, here's the guns. You're right. We can't do nothing. You got to force their hand. Either you give up and you, you know, you go suck that thin blue dick or you keep your guns. You say, fuck off. Come get us. Bring your tanks. Bring your newts. And when those optics hit the internet, TV, uh, I don't think it's going to look very good for the United States government to be attacking its own tax base. And then they're going to have a fucking revolution. It's not going to happen like that. The nukes don't mean shit. They'll if it gets to the point where the United States of America government uses nukes on its own people, we're too far gone anyway. Keep your fucking guns. This fucking idiot. It's like if I'm being held captive in a, in a basement and my arms are tied and I say, hey, uh, Mr. Captor, why don't you go ahead and tie up my legs to take those away from me because I mean shit. You got both your hands, you got knives, you got a gun, you got that baseball bat. I don't need my legs to fight. You can take me. Tie them. Here, let me tie them up for you. If my hands weren't tied, I would do that. But wait, you get my idea. You don't give up the weapons you do have, even if you're outgunned. That's when you double down, motherfucker. This guy's a fucking idiot. Alright, where are we at? Swallowell tweeted his formula for confiscation of the semi-automatic guns of America. Well, this didn't sit well with Joe Gun Owner, who chimed in for those who are still on the grid. This is a fucking dickhead fucking... Liberal wrote this, kind of sounds like he's uh, being facetious towards uh, Joe Gun Owner. And I think Joe Gun Owner should punch this guy in the dick. Or who wrote this? Scott McDonald. Well, this doesn't sit well with Joe Gun Owner, who chimed in for those who are still on the grid. Oh, we've got to do off the grid because we have guns. Gun owners around the country swallow that won't give up their guns no matter how the government could try to confiscate them. Okay. Then Diana Loesch, the spokeswoman or spokesperson for the National Rifle Association, spoke on behalf of the countless Americans who are members of the NRA, except for the blacks, because they don't care about them. Sorry, it's the truth. Many folks on Twitterverse. Uh, took the lawmakers' remarks as a way of using nukes to take away their guns. Although the U.S. military has many weapons, way more powerful, uh, way more powerful than the AR-15 and other semi-automatic weapons, without going to the nuclear option. The NRA is based in Texas, and there's a saying down in the Lone Star State that go goes, "Come and take it." Oh, I think uh, that came from the Greeks or something before that, but whatever. Though the saying goes back a couple millennium, oh yeah, King Leonidas and the Persian army, Texans adopted the phrase during the Battle of Gonzales and the Texas Revolution, come and take it, has come to be known as defiance against someone, someone's will to overtake them. It looks like there are lots of Americans with the same sentiment. Absolutely. Is that the end of the fucking thing or are they just being cunts? They're just being cunts. Alright, you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah, okay, they got tanks and, and F-16s and and actual automatic weapons. And, you know, some of us have AR-15s, pistols, shotguns, uh, shit like that. But you have to make them come and take it. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
you have to force their hand. And we would not be able to force the hand of a government with no weapons. We would always be at their mercy. We're not at their mercy. They are well... Uh, well, but uh, out-arm us 10 to 1. But you know what else? A lot of them are Americans. A lot of them have family who are Americans, whether they're military or police. And they probably wouldn't just say, Oh, well, I did swear an oath. I got to kill these people. No, they, I'm sure a lot of them hopefully would start thinking for themselves. And maybe I'm giving uh, some of these people too much credit. They would think for themselves, I believe, a lot of them, and say, I'm not, I'm not gonna f fucking use this tank against this guy in, from Cleveland. I'm not gonna use this F-16 to drop bombs on this trailer park in Oklahoma. You have to force their hand. That's how we keep the power. You force their hand. It's like a, it's like a child who has parents he knows are just going to give up and give him what he wants. He just forces their hand. Either kick me in the face and then I go to school with a black eye. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you got to force their hand. And, and, and make a, that's how you make them do what you want them to do. And say, hey, we want this right back. Or we want to keep this right. And if you want to take this right, you're going to have to do some ugly shit that is going to make you look like dog fuckers. Which I'm sure they wouldn't care about anyway because they do horrible shit to lots of other people. But doing it to their own country, they'd have, they'd have no, no recourse. No, no way to say we're the good guys in this situation. Unless, of course, they could propagandize the dummy. Ah, oh, see, now that I'm thinking about it, they would propagandize the dummies. The dummies would then, it would basically be the dummies and the government versus uh, the liberty seekers. And the liberty seekers would probably be made to be crazy conspiracy theorists who wanted to blow up schools or something. So you know what? I take it back. Let's just give up our guns. Ah, I'm just kidding. We gotta force their hand. You wanna take the guns? You're gonna have to get ugly. It's gonna have to get ugly. I would rather be nuked than be ha have a gun pried out of my hands or out of my home, or to be forced to to give away something that is to protect my family. And that's all I got to say about life. Now let's go to Cotton. Tom Cotton, this dumb motherfucker. Where are we at here? Oh, about 10, 10, about 12, 13 minutes. All right. This ain't going to be that long. All right. Now to this other fucking dumb cunt. U.S. Senator Tom Cotton, Republican, Arkansas. Hi, he is Republican. I knew it. Spoke out against bipartisan efforts to reform America's criminal justice system at a conservative think tank in Washington on Thursday, saying, if anything, we are under or we have an under incarceration problem. Whew. Wow. That may be the dumbest thing I've ever read on the Internet. And I've read that the earth is flat 
on the internet, and this might be dumber. <clears throat> so anyway, he spoke out against the uh, prison reform that I guess Trump and and some peeps are trying to do, and I haven't really looked into it. I'm I'm for reforming prisons, of course. I haven't looked into what it, this you know encounters or entails, but the fact that this guy Tom Cotton who I'm going to assume gets money from uh, prison guard unions and the uh, parent companies of some people who own prisons or have stock in prisons, and the municipalities that do run their uh, non-private prisons. There are still a lot. Matter of fact, I think there are more state-run prisons than there are private prisons in this country. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, they all make money by having the seats or the, the beds filled. So I'm assume, I'm going to assume that this Tom Cotton fella is getting money from, from these groups, these lobbyists, these people making money off the incarceration of nonviolent criminals. It's fucking ridiculous. And for him to say we have an under-incarceration problem... I've said this before uh, on the podcast, and if you've listened to any liberty-based, freedom-based, libertarian, anarcho-capitalist, minarchist podcast ever, chances are you've heard this statistic, and I'm going to say it again. The United States of America incarcerates more of its own citizens than any other country in the world. The United States of America, I know you've heard this a million times if you listen to these type of podcasts, but it seems it's not getting out there, so maybe if I keep telling you, you will tell more people, more people, more people, and then this asshole will hear it. Where the fuck was it? Oh yes, the United States of America, we have 5% of the world's population. 330 some odd million. That's 5%. But... We have 25%, one quarter, one fourth of the world's prisoners reside within the quote, freest country in the world, unquote. This guy's a fucking idiot, and I haven't even read this yet. Tom Cotton, you dumb. Ugh. Okay, let me read this before I get crazy. Maybe he maybe makes a good point. I'm like, you know what? We should be incarcerating more people. All right, Tom Cotton, sell me. Sell me on this. U.S. Senator Tom Cotton, Republican Arkansas, spoke out, spoke out against by Parkin. Oh, I just that's just read that part. That's the top part, and then you're going to put it again? You're going to make me look like an asshole in front of my fucking uh, fans. <clears throat> okay. For the vast majority of crimes, a perpetrator never identified or arrested, let alone prosecuted, convicted, and jailed, he said at the Hudson Institute. Well, I guess maybe if we stopped uh, spending so much police time sitting on sides of the roads while people drive to and from work so we can catch them going a little fast because they like to get home to their family. Maybe we'd have more uh, resources to 
prosecute and convict and, and solve more of these crimes that are, are going unsolved. Oh, not only that, uh, the war on drugs, all the money we spend trying to arrest people who are putting something into their own body. Whether it's, you know, still the states that have illegal marijuana or the states that have legal marijuana where, I mean, I live in Washington State and I don't think I can just go uh, buy a house with a barn in the back and grow, you know, unknown pounds of weed by, without the government still getting pissed at me. So, I mean, I should be free to do that. And... I'm not, and a lot of resources are wasted in making sure that myself or people in states where it's not legal can't even have a bag of it, and we're wasting time and wasting money uh, chasing down adults who have a, and I've said this a million times as well, who have a substance in their possession that they want to ingest themselves, it's none of your fucking business. Uh, prescription drugs kill more people than cocaine, and and it's just stupid. It's dumb, dumb. Okay, where am I here? Cotton has been a staunch opponent of the bipartisan legislation that would push and reduce mandatory minimum sentence for nonviolent criminal offenders. Absolutely, this is me talking. That that's the first thing I've read about it, and wonderful. Mandatory minimums are dumb especially for nonviolent criminal offenses, which usually means you get caught with a, a substance over a certain amount, and then all of a sudden, now, well, you got to go to jail for five years. Sorry, that's the rules. We don't want you to ruin your life by getting high. Oh, God, I don't want to beat my head against the... F Ugh. All right, where the fuck am I? Give judges greater discretion on sentencing for low-level drug-related crimes. I mean, that's good, but discretion still leaves for open interpretation and for, you know, a rich guy getting off where a poor guy can't. How about this? Stop the drug war. Stop the rest of the peaceful drugs. He called efforts to restore voting rights to felons and making it easier for ex-felons to seek employment dangerous. Yeah. It's good to keep uh, ex-felons feeling disenfranchised and not being able to find employment. That's a great way to keep them out of trouble. This guy is right on. He's, he's changing my mind. Yes, he is. Fucking dickhead. Law enforcement is able to arrest or identify a likely perpetrator for only 19% of property crimes and 47% of violent crimes. If anything, we have an under-incarceration problem, Cotton said. The truth is you cannot decrease the severity of severity and certainty of sentences without increasing crime, he said. It's simply impossible. Criminal justice reform advocates, advocates claim that... Uh, let me start that over. I need to slow down, slow down, slow. God damn it. You hear that? I hope you guys can hear that. It's so unprofessional. Don't worry, I'm going to build me a fucking studio. It's going to be all lit up and it's gonna, you can't hear nothing from the outside and my house is on fire. I won't know. <clears throat> Let's see. Criminal oh, sorry. If you're listening to this in California and that struck too close to home, I'm sorry. I apologize. Didn't mean to trigger you. Okay. But hey, at least you still got the ability to listen to podcasts. You got that going for you. All right. 
stop being an idiot and see where the fuck I am here. When he says we all have these unsolved crimes, blow up in prisons even more. Oh, yeah. When he says we have all these unsolved... Wait, that's not where I was. Criminal justice reform advocates claim the severity of sentencing does not have much effect on repeat offenders and crime rates. <clears throat> when he says we have all of these unsolved crimes, so that's why we should be filling prisons even more, where is he going to get the resources to prosecute those if we're spending so much money putting nonviolent drug offenders in prison for 30 years, said Kevin Ring, vice president of Families Against Mandatory Minimums, a nonprofit organization. Well, good job, Kevin Ring. You're doing good work. You're doing the Lord's work. This is misallocation of resources. No one is trying to make a trade-off between safety and security. We're saying we can get more safety if we use our resources efficiently, he added. And that's true. But, you know, government doesn't know how to do efficiently. No one is trying to trade-off between safety and security. Um, freedom. What about that trade-off? Freedom. That's number one. Fuck your safety. Fuck your security. Freedom. Okay. While Cotton has conservative allies on the issue, such as Jeff Sessions, former presidential candidate. Oh, God. That, hold on, that. Jeff Sessions isn't the former presidential candidate. But Jeff Sessions is the biggest piece of shit, and him being fired is the greatest thing that ever happened in this fucking earth. And former president, presidential candidate, Senator Ted Cruz, he has also... Ted Cruz is for this? What a dumb cat. He also has opponents from the, his own party, most notably Senator... Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley, the Iowa Senator who has reached hand out. Wait, uh, Iowa? God, I am just t horrible today at reading. The Iowa Senator who, Senator who has reached his hand out to Senate Democrats on the issue shot back at the Arkansas Senator's criticisms. The opponent of the Sentencing Reform and Corrections Act will stop at nothing to derail a historic bill aimed at safely and sensibly reducing excessive sentences while pre this fucking whole thing's an obsessive sentence while preserving important law enforcement tools to take down large criminal organizations. Grassley said in a statement to CNN. It's supported by the coalition representing more than 400 organizations, including important law enforcement groups like Major County Sheriff's Association and the International Association of Chiefs of Police, which undercuts the, op the opposition's arguments. We continue to make progress with the bill and remain hopeful that it will be considered by the full Senate. All right, well, fuck Tom Cotton. We put not... And I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it again. We should not be putting people in cages for non-violent crimes with no criminal, uh, like, I mean, with no victim. Oh, okay. if there's no criminal, let's don't put him in prison either. I mean, where where do we go from here? There's still people who believe in this day and age with all the information we have that people belong in cages because of a substance they want to use on themselves or you want to even sell it to another person uh, cons a consenting deal you give me $20 I'll give you this bag of weed or a bag of whatever it is we move on our way with our lives. But no, this isn't what the government wants. They want us to look to them 
for every decision we make in our lives. What dishwasher should I get? Oh, this one. It's better for the environment. What car should I get? Oh, this one. It's better for the environment. It takes up less energy. Which probably, it's not really a bad reason to buy things, actually. But my, the bottom line is stop looking to the government for answers. Because guess what? They don't know anything. That is something I think as I've gotten older that you realize that you realize when you grow up is adults don't know shit. I mean, when you're little, you thought adults had all you got. And we, we still a lot of us look at the government like, oh, well, they're senator. They should know what's going on or how to how to handle this. Truth is, it's not any different than the way that your kid looks at you. If you have a you know seven year old kid and he looks at you, he thinks you have all the answers. And you know what? You don't. I don't. The government does not. Matter of fact, a lot of the government's answers are wrong. And a lot of the government's answers are wrong on purpose. They're not always wrong just because they suck. They're also wrong because they're fucking corrupt and evil. Alright, I've babbled along. Let's see. Okay, that's it for this episode. I'm sorry, it's going to be real short, but uh, the noise in the back is getting a lot worse. So, I think I got my ideas out there on paper and out there in the uh, ether, the atmosphere, on the interwebs. So, they're here forever, or until the sun swallows up the sky. <laughs> Alright, uh, go to iTunes. Uh, rate and review, five stars, please. And uh, I'll read your review on the on an episode. All right. Deuces.